make a joke. My my uh, for the viewers out there, my uh, girlfriend Kaylee is a comedian. Go ahead, Kaylee, make a joke. Um, you know when geese fly in the air and they fly in a V shape. Yep. Nope. Because there's more geese on that side. Huh? <laughs> Wait. That was, that um was not a joke. That was fact. That was, that was a fact. So Kaylee, normally with jokes, you you take uh, reality and you and you skew it. You change it. You don't just literally say a, a fact. Try again. Try again, honey. Try again, honey. Hey guys, welcome back to your favorite filmmaking podcast on directing by directors. Direct a podcast. I'm Kurt Schneider. And I'm Keen Wetzel. And today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, the Eightfold Collective and Musicbed. This episode of Direct a Podcast is sponsored by Musicbed. Just like scouting, filming, and editing, having great music should be an asset to your film, not a roadblock. Musicbed is dedicated to making that a reality. That's why they've completely rebuilt their platform of over 650 world-class artists and composers with brand new features, workflows, and checkout process. And with advanced search filters like Include, Exclude, Beats Per Minute, Key, Song Build, and more, finding the perfect song has never been easier or faster. Get 20% off your next license with coupon code DIRECT20. Again, that's DIRECT20. Yes, today we're chatting with the boys of Pantera, an Argentinian-based collective, and these guys are putting out some awesome work. Uh, It's gritty, it's raw, it's full of life. They've really established their own voice, which has been really cool to watch their work. Um, yeah, we talk a lot about their process of collaboration, the way they write together, work together, uh, their relationship on set, and all of that. Um, and we go behind the scenes and talk about some of their more recent projects and a lot of other stuff. So yeah, these guys are really cool. Really enjoyed this conversation. So, yeah, let's get into it. Thank you guys so much for coming on today. No, thank you guys for having us. No, thank you, man. So you guys you guys are in Buenos Aires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are in Buenos Aires at the moment. Awesome. What's the, what's the film community like down there? How would you describe it? Um, I don't know. It's very like we we love to 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 work here. Commercially speaking, like um, there there's a lot of there's there's a pretty big uh, community. Like uh, in the past years, we've not been shooting. Like people don't shoot so much in Buenos Aires, but it happened that at a point it was really like cheap. And the casting was great, and so many like people came from all around the world to to shoot here. So there's a a lot of people that work really well here, and and, and also like uh, we have many like it's very romantic in a way, you know. Everybody's very committed to their job, as as you find in any other country, really. And um, I think for us, it was really important to sort of start here and build our real and our career here because it's. Um, there's lots of freedom, you know, and, and it's not so, it's not what you would call like super, it's not super industrially developed. I mean, we have some some 
freedom, not only working like commercially, but also in our own projects. So for us, I think it's it's really good for us to, to shoot here and, and it's really good to have started here. So how did you guys start working together? Were you guys friends growing up or? Yeah, well, the three of us are friends and uh, it was like uh, Pato and Brian, you guys met in, in New York, right? Yeah, 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 we met in New York a few years ago. I, I don't know, I don't remember, like eight years ago or something like that. And it was fun because we became very good friends and we, we shot a short film that we never edited. Uh, we stayed like there for like one week or, or so, like shooting something that we, we, we even don't know where is it. And um, then we came back here and we started like working together uh, in this thing called Panteranco. Uh, like shooting fashion films and, and and some commercials and some stuff. Uh, and then I think, correct me, Pato, if I'm wrong, I think that then we, we had a meeting with, with Francisco, with Frankie. Uh, he was co-directing with... Yeah, yeah go ahead. I met, met up with Brian and uh, with Hauser, one of the other guys we, we, we work with over here, who's, who's a cinematographer now. And uh, we met... But it didn't. We didn't hit it off like super fast. And then I met Brian in in Berlin like a few months later, and we sort of hit it off over there. And then when we when we were both back in Buenos Aires, we said like, why don't we start working together? And actually, I think first the first project I did was with with you, Pato. It was like a, a fashion film. Like Brian said, like, well, there's this other guy, Pato. He's gonna shoot something in like four days. Why don't you jump in? I just came on set. Um, to shoot like this little lookbook or something and I had like drawn like a storyboard for a fucking like a for a freaking uh, little visual thing and then Pato was like do your thing you know do whatever you want and then I don't know we started getting along really well and I'm building this little studio over here we did like fashion films little music videos I don't know small stuff but that let us do whatever we, we wanted at that moment so you know i i know there's there's always can be pros and cons when it comes to directing duos or you know any kind of collaboration like that what are what are some of the um i guess let's let's just hear what are some of the pros that you guys have found directing together versus doing it on your own um i think there's there's a few things that are really good about working in this sort of like team or group that we are forming right now, which is, I think the main thing that we are really into is the fact that we can work on, on different stuff at the same time. Uh, like for example, if one of us is shooting a commercial some, somewhere, the two of, of the other ones or, or one of the other ones is, can shoot like a, a passion project somewhere, you know, and, and we can do that at the same time. We we don't usually operate like as one same single person, but we have like each of us has our own projects and stuff and we work together at the same time. So this gives us the possibility of sort of being somewhere in three different places at the same time. And it's, it feels as if it was like one same, like nucleus, like cell there, you know? So I think that's the best thing. Like for example, last project we did, like uh, we, pre we prepped like a big commercial and, and shot a music video at the same time because we were like, we were like scattered around the, 
the world at some point. Like Brian was in, in Uruguay, we like Paso and I we were in, in, in Africa sort of finishing a shoot and then we went over there and we shot something, the three of us, which rarely happens, but for this project it, it worked out pretty well. And yeah, I think yeah, and also like uh, <clears throat> I think it helps us uh, with the with the pre-production and and you know when when it comes to working with clients and agencies, it, it helps us give a like a better response to them. You know, we are we're very always always alert. You know, and we always like um, discuss. You know, on the on the well, on the on the first stages of the, of the of the projects you know and even on the treatments and stuff like we we bounce ideas of each other and, and we always like try to find the best thing for the project you know and the best way to shoot it and we and it's always like obviously it becomes a lot stronger than if that if we were doing it by ourselves you know yeah, I think that the, it's very different from from the lonelier or more individual like lifestyle that like a single director leads like we are, we constantly rely on each other and i think it's really the sort of like gratifying to have each other's back when we are working together that's one of the biggest pros yeah. i think yeah and i think that this like constantly discussion between the three of us takes uh, your own ideas to a next level it's like you are always discussing everything uh, and and it makes you think. It makes you think if if you're like really right uh, and you're really on point on what you want to do. So uh, for me, it's like super inspiring. And as Frankie was saying, like directors work to be very solidary sometimes. So so being like in this thing with like with two friends, it's like much uh, easier maybe and inspiring. So yeah, that's what I like. I think. <laughs> what what's it like on set? Are you guys all on set? Kind of walk us through what, what no. what's like on the day. No, basically, like the three of us are involved, like in, in, in all the project, like like in, in in all the stages. But there's always a leading director. Uh, it would be one of us. It would be two of us. Uh, we discuss the ideas. We discuss like the the scripts, the the pre-productions, the the, the locations, everything. And then uh, when it comes to the shooting, um, most of the times it's one of us or two, maximum. Yeah, in some rarely cases we are like three, but. Uh, sorry, man. Sorry. No, no, go no, I was saying that, that we found that, you know, the best thing for us is to determine like a project leader for, for everything we do. So in that in that way, we make sure that there's a strong voice behind the imagery. You know, there's always like a different way to do stuff. There's no, we, we, we don't think there's like a best way to do it. And if you start like negotiating your, your you know, um, your vision with, with like among other two people you know it becomes less strong so we try to always like work in service of that project leader you know and and make his vision as strong as possible uh, but it's not like it the three of us are directing you know because yeah. then we find like it's it's not the best thing for the for our work i think we, we work closely closely together with each other but then when it comes to each project, or when it comes to a shoot, we, we we really have this idea present that it's harder to sort of like make something with character and and to make like a vision true when when it's like three of us. It gets a a bit. I don't think it's necessary. So even though we are present, 
in each other's process. We we're rarely three of us on set. So so when it is two of you, what does that relationship look like? Well, I know you said it's one one person is kind of leading it. So how does how does the other director kind of work to to assist? No, if it's two, uh, then <clears throat> usually it is two persons leading it. Okay. Um, like uh, we're very used. We did it like thousands of times. They co-directing, you know. Sure. And even though we we also do it ourselves, like we are very accustomed to to like maybe give space for the other one's opinion if if the other one has a strong opinion about something like, and and we also have no. No, we're not afraid of having a huge argument. Like we have the, the biggest arguments, and we don't drop it, you know. And uh, until like, and that's very important. The fact that you can, like, uh, speak about stuff without without making it personal or, or without it becoming like uncomfortable. We just have uh, discussions until we find like we both of of the ones that are involved in the process like agree that that's the way to go. I think it also depends on what, what you were asking before. It depends really on, on each project because if one of us is doing something else and then the other one is like starts prepping something or gets the award for something or finishes writing something or whatever and and the other one sort of hops in, hops on a, a bit later, then if it happens like this, there, there would probably be like a director A and director B sort of like helping out and, and co-directing but you know second sort of uh, stage but if it if the project sort of gets born at the same time and and two of us sort of start working on it at the same time then it's then there's no a and b it's just like two of us working uh, in the same way but if the circumstances <coughs> make it different like one of us is in another country finishing something or whatever and one of one of us st starts prepping or something then yes there's like a like a different order for you. Cool. Yeah, no, that, that's super interesting. Um, so, you know, what, what would you guys say is your favorite project that you guys have worked on together? I, th I think it's a, it's a super hard question because you're changing all the time, but um, I would say that maybe it's uh, Chege, that is like the last music video we, we shot, and, and maybe Billboard. Uh, it's like a, a passion project and a commercial one, and I think the those two projects like speak for us, and and we really really like it. I think that um, it's like a music video that's uh, dropping by the end of the month. Uh, I would say that's it's 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 hard to call it favorite because like it feels like we are I don't know it feels weird, but if if we compare it to the rest of our work, I think it was. Yeah, I, I would say my favorite because it was like a lot of research and scripting and it gave place to a lot of like trial and error and it was a very interesting process because we worked with like a hearing impaired actress, well she wasn't really an actress but and, and we were writing and planning and prepping so much and then it's a, a music video that we shot in Ivory Coast, so we, we, we planned a lot and that to dive into the unknown in the end, you know, to go somewhere uh, that we didn't know, meet people that we didn't know beforehand, and sort of like try to execute this, this script that we wrote over here in Buenos Aires. So it gave place to something really unexpected, and that was really, really interesting 
like to work so hard so hard in in planning something and and in making it as, as finished as possible and then get somewhere and, and reality slapping you in the face and sort of like ending up with something different you know you mentioned it earlier, but could you talk a little bit about the the billboard projects um, and kind of how these projects came about? You even mentioned like they were a passion project commercial. No, no, no. Actually, billboard was like a, com a, a classic commercial. It came from an agency uh, called La Comunidad that they're in Buenos Aires. And also, I think they're also uh, in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, the cool thing about this one is that we received like some scripts with um with this like basic idea of, uh, I don't remember exactly like what inspires a musician to, to create their songs. And then from, from that point, they, they, they gave us like completely freedom to rewrite all the scripts. Uh, so we started like putting all our ideas and, and everything from the scratch. And it was a, a super interesting process because it was a commercial and, and it had like this classic thing that commercials have like with the agency and the client and everything but the scripts we shot there and this idea of the second shot and everything was completely our, our thing so it, it, it was different it was not like the, the common process so they gave you a lot of a lot of freedom and the creative yeah 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 they gave us like i, I don't remember exactly like four or i, I think like four scripts and then we took two of, of those and, and, and we rewrote them. And then we proposed like one, a new one. Yeah, I love those spots because I, I, like the first time I watched all of them, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's just so confusing why they're just like saying these random letters. And then at the end, it just like all makes sense. And then it's just funny. I, I liked to go back and, and rewatch them with that with the context of like what is actually going on is pretty, pretty interesting. So I, I really enjoyed those spots. Thanks man. Thanks. Thanks. Really, really glad you like it. Uh, so yeah, that, that was basically the process. And, and, and maybe the best thing for us was like a shooting, like a second shot that it, it was super hard for us to like to craft it. But at the end, everything was like super, super, um, super worked so so it was pretty easy to shoot right i think we shot the uh the the red one that it's the the one with the with the guys running from the police in like two hours maximum it, it was just that so it, it it was pretty fun so yeah so that one what was that a one take yeah yeah, yeah. everything is one take oh they all are okay. was, like, uh, yeah yeah we we like we we work on the on the rehearsals like for like two hours with with an iPhone. Then uh, we start like um, rehearsing with the camera, but the light was very very bad. And then we had like a gap of like forty minutes, thirty minutes, and we did two takes, and that's it. It's, nice. it's the last one. That the that pass of the camera over the fence was impressive. <laughs> we actually we actually have a video of that. Is there <laughs> behind the scenes of that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's the DP uh, Adolfo passing the camera to me, and it's it's super old school. It's like um, it was everything handheld, so it's just him passing the camera to me, and and I finished the shot. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, when you when you then go inside and then look back outside, I was like imagining the guy that handed it off like hiding around the corner. 
<laughs> yeah, everybody was like running, running behind the camera. The cool thing about that is like the the focus pillar had no video inside the um, inside the house, so I don't know how it works, but it worked. <laughs> so, uh, how it, was the response to these like? Uh, it was very, very good. Received like tons of, of messages, emails, uh, some scripts, uh, awards. But I think that's like the common thing that happened when 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 you when you make a film that that has this this kind of response. But but the best thing was just doing it. Uh, when we finish it, I would say, okay, we 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 give a fuck about like what's going to happen with this. We were like super happy. Uh, with the process and, and with the result. And do you think you enjoyed that process so much because of the creative flexibility they gave you guys, or was there anything else that made it so enjoyable? Uh, no, I think it was uh, because of the, of, of the freedom they gave us. And, and then uh, we really enjoyed the, the, the fact of like shooting a second shot and, and, and with our own scripts and everything. So at the end, it it was a commercial and it was a classic commercial, but it was super different for for us, and the whole process was like completely perfect. That's something that it's that that not happen like very often, and when it happens, uh, it's 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 super like um, it, it's great, you know. It's like uh, it's the best. Like it's when we are on the set and 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 everything is perfect. Uh, you just need to go there and have fun. And the thing of uh, I think the fact of like shooting a second shot it's it's great for for your it's great as a director like because sometimes you have like tons of ideas and you want to shoot and shoot and shoot and 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 the fact of shooting a, a second shot makes you focus on 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 what you need and exactly what you need so it was like everything like perfect so you guys you guys didn't get any other coverage no zero nice I, I like that. Uh, Putting yourself up against the wall. And also, yeah. there was something that that was interesting that the guys from the agency asked us actually to collaborate with them on the scripting process. And uh, the idea of of making these sequence shots uh, was like uh, already um, like it had a lot to do with the idea, you know, of, of the campaign. And uh, and being part of the process of scripting and then making it like uh, taking it to reality was a really like um, complete uh, experience for us. That's awesome. Oh, how how about the? I don't correct me if I'm mispronouncing this, but Woza. No, you're not mispronouncing. Woza, yeah. yeah tell, let's talk about that because I I just watched that that video recently. It's it's amazing. How did that come about? Well, Pato was friends with uh, with Piet, who's a, a very talented art director, who's South African, and he reached out to to us and to offer this sort of a what was it like a, this portrait of, of South Africa and surfing, and there was no real brief or or anything for it. It was just like we we want to shoot something for for this brand that is coming up called Mamiwata, which is like a surfing brand for shorts, surfboards, everything. And they just told us like we want this portrait of South Africa and about the surfing community that feels like a slap in the face. 
and we 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 sort of we pitched the treatment with some ideas, but we didn't really know what we were going to find. So it was like we had some ideas in mind, and we knew that we were going to work closely together with this surfer Avo, who was like a really nice to work with, but. In the first stage, like in the beginning, there was not so much research that we could do or, or scripting scripting that we could do because we didn't really know what we were gonna face. And then we were we went there and, and we shot for around thirteen days. I think it was like insane. And we shot and we watched the what you would call the dailies, I guess, like every day we, we watched the the footage and we sort of like found the the way when while we shot and then we came back and we edited for for around like six months or something and we found most of the story in, in, in post but the funny thing is that when you watch the the treatment after watching the when we watch we, we watch the treatment after after having finished the film already the the treatment was really like uh, true to what we shot and we wrote it during a a moment where we didn't really know what we were going to find, so that felt really, really good because the small ideas that we had in that stage came 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 true in the end. You know, what do you guys? You guys mentioned it a couple times, like you you write and you plan, and then you're kind of up and kind of up against the wall or whatever when you actually arrive on set. Uh, what's it like to like go into a project where everything isn't isn't perfect, like this project where you were gonna find some things when you were just on location? I think it's it's the most interesting projects, man, because it's uh, it depends. For example, what the project that we were just talking about, which is not out yet, this music video was very different from from Waza because we 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 had the chance to work beforehand and to make something narrative and and to build like a story and a character, but then. We, we didn't know how we were gonna make it come alive, you know? So I think those kinds of projects where you don't really know how things will go down and, and how you will manage to make something come together are the most, for me, it's like the most inspiring ones because there's a lot of chance to sort of like, for, for unexpected things to happen, you know? And those things are, are the ones that you cannot plan in a room like facing a, a, a blank page you know and, and those are the things that make you want to go out again and, and see what happens the next time you know so what excites you guys most about the filmmaking process i think for, for me for, like frankie um i would say the first stage of the process like doing some research and writing and sort of like still having the the opportunity to change things completely and adapt them as 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 you sort of develop an idea and it's yeah i think it's about that moment where where the idea is sort of unfinished in your head and you you can work and you have time to work to shape that up and set it in stone as much as you can before before prep and then prep is hell i think Um, in my case, this is Brian talking, uh, I will say that maybe it's like the writing process uh, and the shooting. I think that um, 
I think that always I start super excited, and then in the middle of the process, like a week before the shoot or so, I start like asking to myself why I'm doing this a million times, and 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 and, and asking myself if I should quit, and that's maybe the worst moment. But then when I go to the set and I see that the things that I wrote uh, some weeks or days or months or even years ago in my notebook like start coming to life, uh, all that stress disappear. Uh, immediately and I feel great so so I think that definitely it's like the writing process and then the moment you're shooting it Brian is very peaceful on set he doesn't he doesn't really get stressed that's uh I do get stressed sometimes uh, <laughs> but, no no because uh, I would say that um, that it's uh, my, my favorite stage of the process is uh, thinking about stuff also um, it always looks better in my thoughts than what I achieve afterwards, sadly. So I'd say like, that's the, the best moment for me. And then it's uh, it's very harsh. And anyways, it's 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 I, I appreciate every every stage. I'd say. I very think the, the ultimate goal would be to make it make everything look as similar as it is in your head in that stage, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally. Well, so, I mean, that kind of brings us to our last question we always like to end on, and that's just advice that that you would give to your younger self or maybe something you've picked up along the way that you think a young filmmaker would love to know early in their career. Hmm. It's hard to say. Um, I would say um, <clears throat> there are some things I, I think, uh, like uh, thinking more about the the, um, the job part of our of our of being a director, you know, and working on advertising. I'd say there are many things like uh, political, you know, things that is very useful to know that maybe save you like help you, you know, pick your battles maybe and, and know when something is not worth fighting for because maybe it's not going to change because, I don't know, just realizing maybe who is who in the process and, and who is uh, like in the agencies and among the agencies and clients and what is the best way to present an idea and what is the best moment, you know. I think you acquire with time... Uh, like a, a good timing for to to sell ideas and and to try to do stuff that you want to do with with, uh, with jobs and it's hard to transmit this uh, to a younger self because it's not something that you can say and the other one like okay I understand but yeah. it's something that you, you understand with time I think so uh, so maybe that's just. The, what you would tell yourself is just be patient and that you're going to learn this these things as you go. Yeah, I think so, because uh, for, at least for me, like uh, always in, in every stage, it's like the world is ending, you know, and for every shot, like you need to get it exactly like you want to get it. And, and it's a huge like disaster if if they try to to take it another way and, and, and you can get very anxious and and maybe you know yeah I, I think in time you learn to like take a step back and, and see the whole picture and and 
take the process for what it is and understand that, that how things are going to turn out. You know, sometimes also it happens with projects that you get to, to pitch that sometimes you think it's going to be the best thing on earth or that, it, that it's not going anywhere or that you're for sure you, you have chances of getting the job or, and in time you start to see things for what they really are, I think, and like foresee uh, how things are going to turn out. And I think that's kind of like job-wise the, the most valuable thing uh, that you start acquiring with time. And then I think it's a, uh, a different thing maybe if you talk about like artistically about being a director. Um, I think if it's like doesn't matter be it personal or commercial like also it has to do with what, what Pato was saying if I had to talk to my younger self I would probably choose the projects wisely and choose the ones where you learn because sometimes you can waste a lot of time and not learn anything but then then again sometimes you have the opportunity to be heard and make something interesting out of a project that maybe at first glance didn't feel like it so it's maybe it's about choosing the right ones and not wasting time in projects that don't learn anything yeah i think i, I think exactly like 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 the guys uh maybe the only thing uh, i could say to myself from a few years ago is like take care where and how you spend like your time and energy uh and and maybe at least that's my point of view like probably the best way of spending that time is working on projects you really really believe and it doesn't matter if uh those are my jobs they are like music videos short films or or big commercials it's like something you really believe and 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 where you can take something and learn something from from the process so just just one quick follow-up question to that how do you guys find the balance between doing what you love and and the passion projects but then also like all right, we gotta we gotta make money and pay the bills. How do you how do you find that balance? I mean, maybe you've gotten to the point where you're only having you can say no to only the projects that you want to do, but you know, while you I'm sure at least initially you didn't have that ability. So how how do you guys navigate that? At the moment, I don't know if there's a balance to it. Like the way it happens to me or to us at the moment, I think it's like we do a lot of work and sometimes you get caught up in work like for three months and do like a job that overlaps another job. And then by the time it it's finished, you just want to do something that's yours without any middleman and without anyone telling you the way you should do it. And I think you build this sort of necessity of, of you build the need to 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 do something that you feel is your way of doing things. And I, I would say the balance is you, you work a lot and then you get a bit tired of it and you want to work on your stuff. So you pull out a little bit and do your own thing and then come back. But the good thing is that we are three. So sometimes when one of us is working on his own project, the other one maybe is shooting like a commercial some, somewhere and we do it at the same time, which is one of the, one of the pros of being a group of three. That's awesome. Cool. There you have it, guys, for this this week's uh, podcast. I mean, it was a really great episode. Um, you're normally used to hearing Kurt's voice right now, but unfortunately, Kurt had to leave, um, take off. He had to uh, go to a doctor's appointment. 
uh, and then a haircut, and then a dentist. Hey, I'm but back. What did I? Ma- are you, wait? Are you just doing the outro? I do the outro. Well, I mean, if you already did it, I guess, like, what's the point? I mean, you could wrap it up, I suppose. No, I, don't, I mean, you go ahead. You've already, you've already stolen my job. You might as well finish. Until next time, with a new director and a new podcast. Questions. Close. Bye. <laughs>